What is the worst second-hand embarrassment you've had to suffer through? I was in a class with about 50 other people when this really nice quiet guy stood up and started to play Gangnam Style out of his phone and started doing the dance with a wide grin on his face. Nobody laughed, so he sat down after about 10 seconds of singing and dancing and the lecturer proceeded to carry on with the lecture. Gangnam Style, frickin' hell. That brings me back to some bad memories. I worked in the ad industry and every company suddenly wants to be in and go viral with Gangnam Style. A few good months after it hit its peak, those hours pleading with clients that filming their employees doing the dance was a bad idea, Lord help me. Yeah, he showed up to all the other lectures as usual for the rest of the semester, but just didn't really say anything. He was always quite reserved, so I didn't really notice a change in his behavior. Looking back on it, I do feel sorry for him because I used to listen to that song every day, and maybe I could have offered him a sympathy laugh, but at the time I thought he just looked like a bit of a member. In middle school, a kid decided to don his karate wear and break a brick for a talent show. This intense music starts playing and he comes out, bows his head and hits the brick. It doesn't break. He tries a couple more times. It remains unperturbed. He stomps off the stage in tears. I'm sure to console him, people told him, nobody will remember this in 10 years. It's been more than 10 years. I still remember him as the kid who couldn't break the brick. Stuck on a cruise ship for three days after my friend proposed to his girlfriend on the first fricking day, and she said no. The same first night she made out with a random guy in the hot tub. I'm honestly not sure how devastated my friend actually was, but it was intensified by the fact that he had drunk himself insensible by 2pm every day, which would lead to him going to beg her to get back with him. At one point she was sitting on the new guy's lap at the bar, and he grabbed her hand and confessed his love for her, for what must have been the fifth time in two days. It was a constant battle of trying to pull him away and convince him to either go to sleep or come with us to another part of the ship. He is a good friend, so I felt terrible for him because that was super crappy on her part, and tried to help him all he would allow, but it was awful to watch. And by the end of the cruise, it seemed like the entire boat knew what had happened. When I tried to bring it up with my girlfriend, who was on the cruise with me as well, days after we got home, she straight up refused to talk about it, saying that it was painful enough at the time, so we never need speak of it. I mean, honestly, it sounds like that was a good relationship to get out of if that's how both parties behaved. Some commenters expanded on this theory below. Was the proposal an attempt to save the relationship? Guys often propose when they feel the person slipping away from them. A common case is a girl wanting to back away from any serious commitment, but the guy actually wants it. I feel like this isn't 100% of the whole story here. No story that makes someone out to be that much of a victim is 100% the whole story. Like, I'm sure it was super messed up, but every situation has two stories. I think on a ship, each story is called a deck, actually. Have this uncle who's extremely cheap and once took us out to dinner. After he got the bill, he asks for the menu again and takes out his calculator and starts double-checking the bill prices and menu prices. This goes on for 15 minutes while the waiter patiently waits next to the table. At the end, he realizes he forgot his wallet and asks us to pay. I don't think I've ever tipped that generously. He didn't forget. No crap. We have printed tip suggestions ranging from 18 to 25% with the amount the tip would be and the total your bill would come to at the bottom of our receipts at my job. They're mainly for people who don't want to calculate it in their head or people from cultures that don't tip. But some people really believe that you have to tip one of those exact amounts and want to speak to a manager about being swindled. 
Even when we explain that they're suggestions, they somehow think they're requirements. Airline pilot here. The captain and I had a guy from another airline riding in the jump seat between us in the cockpit of a US airline jet. The captain was a bit of a blowhard loudmouth and decided to make a comment when he saw an Air India plane. You know, what I hate most about Indian women is the big red dot on their forehead. The jump seater said, My wife is Indian, and produced a photo from his wallet of his family, including his Indian wife with the bindi on her forehead. The captain only made it worse while he squirmed by asking some crap like, Uh, is she from Eastern India or Southern India? Because I'm referring to the ones from... And my mind was cringing so horribly I blanked out on the rest of the conversation. Oh, so he wasn't a racist racist, just a regular racist. Recently went to a wedding where the groom had five or six different groomsmen, and they all gave a speech. The first few were pretty good and funny. The last guy that went tried way too hard to make it funny. He started off with some lame cliche joke about how the bachelor party was crazy and that they'd never talk about it again. He actually paused and waited for laughter, and not a single person laughed out of over 150. Then his hands started shaking and he kept losing his place. I think he eventually gave up after about two minutes of torture and just said, To the bride and groom. It was horrific. Was at a friend's brother's 21st and was standing around talking with some other guys. On the driveway, a bunch of girls were dancing to the music. It was a really chill night, but it was about to get a lot chillier. The guy next to me said to the guy on the other side, How about the rack on that blonde chick? The other guy replied, That's my daughter. The first guy mumbled something and left at a brisk walk. Can be worse, believe it or not. My significant other was helping his mum reminisce by looking at her old sports team photos from when she used to play hockey. Significant other and his mate both point and go, Four, who's that one? And of course, it was her. She was apparently really flattered by it, though. I mean... Freudian complexities aside, it's just nice that the person gave their mum a nice esteem boost for a while. Probably a good thing that the friend was there to place the blame on. When I was in the seventh grade in Texas history class, we had an in-class assignment in groups of three that required us to read a passage from the textbook and then summarize it in a skit for the class. I was grouped with a good friend who we call Karen and a girl who was known for being really socially awkward, who we will call Janice. Janice was that type of socially awkward girl that tried really, really hard to be cool, but failed miserably while wearing a Naruto headband every single day. Our passage was about cattle herding, and for some reason Janice got it into her head that it would be hilarious to hum the Star Wars theme song, but instead of regular humming, moo it. She wanted to moo the Star Wars theme song at the end of the skit. She tried to convince us, but Karen and I did not want to get destroyed by our classmates, so we refused. When it was our turn, we completed our skit and started to head back down, and Janice looks at us and screams, Please! And we both just shook our heads. She burst into tears and explained to us that she wanted to do something cool for the performance, but we refused, so could she just please do it on her own? The teacher told her to go ahead Janice, still sobbing, stood in front of the class and mooed the entire Star Wars theme song, but the tune was unrecognizable since she was sniffing and gasping in between moos. So we all just kind of sat there for a solid five minutes, watching this girl in a Naruto headband bawl and moo. Two stand out from one high school English class. A dude got called out by our teacher for plagiarizing while he gave a report in front of a class in a book we read. In particular, she asked, What? in lay thinking, meant, and he stood there for a good ten seconds of silence before she lectured everyone on not copying from other sources. 
Another kid in our grade died from taking too many substances. He was pretty popular and his death shocked the school for a good while. Several of his closest friends were in this class. The day after his death, our teacher was out sick and we had a substitute. Naturally, she called out this guy's name during roll call. That hushed the class to the point of searing awkwardness and some guy started sobbing. You could still see the slow dawning horror on the sub's face. You managed to trigger a cringe that had been blocked by my mind since it happened in 1997. Holy crap. Seventh grade, a kid two grades above us died in a car accident. It really shook up the small town as he was a partying drunk and he and his friends went driving. Very much one of those can't-happen-to-our-town kinds of things. Cue roll call in social studies the day after the funeral. A kid in our grade shared a very common first name with the kid who died. Teacher says, James? Before James can even say here, frickin' Isaac yelled out trying to be funny, How can he be here? He just died! Absolute silence. I mean, what the frick do you say to that? And in case you haven't cringed into oblivion yet, this was the day that the dead kid's sister, who was in our grade, returned to school. She was going to take more than the week, week and a half to recuperate, but liked being around friends to help her get through it. My sister was on a first date with some guy she met online, and was nervous, so she had my significant other and I meet up with them. The guy was super braggy about being able to speak German, not knowing that my significant other was raised there and speaks it fluently. So my significant other tries to start a conversation with him in German. The guy apparently only spoke a few words of German and left embarrassed and without any chance of a second date. My significant other still feels a little guilty about it. Ich bin ein zwanghafter Lügner Watching a friend be punished by their parents. It's so frickin' awkward. Oh my god, when I was seven or eight at a friend's house and he said crap while we played Mario Kart and his mum heard from the other room. She pulled him over her knee and started to give him a smacking on the rump. So I immediately tried to leave and the mum said, Don't worry, he deserves this, you can stay. I was really weirded out and left anyways. As I closed the door behind me, my buddy was giving me a look that I'll never forget. I have a friend, Jake, who's partially deaf and he has hearing aids to help with that. We're cameramen and we were live streaming a college basketball game. We wear headsets to speak through the crowd and he has to take his hearing aids out to use it. He and I were taking a break during half time and an old man who had a bag of candy, already weird, right? Walked up to us and offered it to Jake. Jake, who still had his hearing aids out. Jake accepts this as the man giving us a bag of candy when in reality he just offered a piece to each of us. Yep, plenty weird. Jake just walked off with the candy bag, munching away as the old man helplessly tried to follow him through the crowd, yelling, No, no, I just meant to take one! Jesus Christ! I was uncomfortable in so many ways, I just walked away from the situation. Sounds like I need to get a fake hearing aid so I can just grab stuff and go. Actually, no, that would be morally condemnable. Tempting, though. I was on a train going between London and Manchester, UK, and went to use the bathroom. The toilet at the end of the carriage was disabled accessible, so it had a wide curved door that automatically opened at a steady and slow pace. About 20 to 30 seconds to completely uninterruptible retracting in a semicircle to allow wheelchair access to the carriage. If you've traveled on these trains before, you'll know that to close the door, you enter the stall, push a button to close the door, then when it's finished closing, you press another to lock it. Someone had not told this to the lady in the loo. Just as I arrive, another person coming from the other direction pushed the outside button to open the door and it started its inevitable arc. For at least 30 excruciating seconds, the button pusher, myself, and eventually everyone sitting in the packed commuter carriage behind, who was facing in our direction, got to see the woman bend up from the seat, reach and hop to the other side of the cubicle and desperately pummel the door, close and lock buttons inside. 
pants around the ankles the whole time, white bottom flashing. At a merciless pace, the door opened fully, contemplated its life, and then closed on the pitiful image within. The button pusher and I looked at each other, said nothing, and went back to our seats. I've seen this happen before. The poor guy got revealed like some crap prize on a game show. You'll never expect what's going to be behind door number two. It's a guy going number two. I'm usually the subject of first-hand embarrassment, but this time, a local radio station I listened to hosted some kind of Christmas charity event, where the DJS stood outside some kind of children's charity drive and talked about it to the people giving donations. They'd been playing music in between, asking people their names and talking about how much stuff they'd given, like, Thanks to Dave from Cityville for the 300 bucks. Say hi, Dave. Dave. Uh, hi. You're welcome. Happy holidays. Bye. The cringe begins when a guy named Josh comes in to give some money to the charity. The DJ? Wow, Josh has given us $3,000, the most generous donation of the day. Josh? Yeah, (laughs) I did. So how much do you have now? DJ? Thanks again, Josh. I think that puts us at 10,000. Josh? No, no, no. (laughs) I mean, after what I gave you, how much do I have? DJ? We have $10,000 in donations. Josh? No, I mean, what number did my donation put you over? At this point, I've gone from confusion to realizing what Josh is trying to get the DJ to say. I'm actually facepalming for him. DJ? Well, before you donated, we had about 8,000. Josh? No, 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 that's not what I mean. DJ? I I don't quite know what you're getting at, Josh. Josh? Get it? Now you have over 9,000! DJ? Um, what? Josh? Get it? After what I gave you, you have over 9,000. DJ. Yeah, I, I I don't. Like, there's this show called Dragon Ball Z, and the guy in it, he says over 9,000. <laughs> oh, right. Right, yeah. All right, then. Basically, a guy donated thousands in charity over the radio to just get the DJ to say, we have over 9,000. I'm pretty sure they didn't get the joke, and he tried to explain it to them. I don't remember a lot of the details or the exact amount, but I'm pretty sure the guy donated in the thousands. Government class senior year. Teacher makes a comment about how we should stay off our phones in class and be careful about the things we send out. Proceeds to pull up a classmate's tweet that says something along the lines of, This teacher is so dumb, this class freaking sucks. She was on her phone, so she didn't see it pulled up immediately. When the whole class fell silent, she finally looked up and turned bright red. The teacher kind of chuckled and continued on with the lessons. To be fair, that teacher had amazing timing. I always get this when I watch guys hit on girls unsuccessfully. One particularly painful example was a good friend of mine who is not the best when it comes to flirting, and he had just come out of a long-term relationship, so safe to say he was rusty. At any rate, he makes a beeline toward this girl. I try to intervene and assure him it will not work out. She was seeing someone, and her friend told me that my friend, currently making moves towards her, weirded her out a little. I pleaded and pleaded with him to just refrain from doing it, but he was having none of it, as he thought I just wanted to take a stab myself. Anyway, I watched helplessly as he moves towards her, slides up, and attempts to hold her hand. She looks mildly scared, so he says to her in a fairly loud voice, Don't worry, I'll hold you. At this point, I have to look the other way, as I'm actually dying of embarrassment for him. She then slowly starts moving away, looking quite fearful, and then briskly walks outside. He comes back over and asks if he should go for her friend instead. Just remembered another story from the same guy around the same time. This time he had managed to pull and he was cracking onto this girl and she was reciprocating, putting her hands on his leg, giving him the occasional kiss. Anyway, he gets incredibly smashed and we're walking with a group of friends to another bar. 
The woman in question is walking behind us with her friend. He says incredibly loudly, I am so in there, bro. 10 out of 10. Easy. She's obviously well within earshot. We arrive at the next bar and she comes up to him and says, Were you talking about me? I've never seen someone look so on the spot. He stammers some answer about not meaning it like it sounded. At any rate, safe to say this killed the vibe for a bit. She sort of distances herself from him. Undeterred, he continues to drink and attempts to start up conversations with her. Feeling a little bit freaked out, she asks her friends to leave. Now, they lived about one kilometer away from this bar. They all leave. My friend excuses himself about ten minutes later. We all ask him not to go to this woman's house. He promises not to, and being drunk, we let him go. About twenty minutes later, I get a phone call from one of this girl's friends, saying that my friend is drunk in their house, which was their parents' house, and is refusing to leave. Mortified, we had to go and collect him, sort of half-yelling apologies at their house. Oofed. I think we all know at least one guy like this. Generally, they grow out of it, and we're hopefully able to use these sorts of stories as cautionary and humorous tales for the rest of us. Used to be a bag boy at a grocery store. One day, I was bagging an older man's groceries, and the cashier begins to talk to him. In a polite voice, Have you found everything you're looking for? He gave no response. Sir, have you found everything you're looking for? No response. Sir, have you found everything you're looking for? The man, finally acknowledging the cashier, says, Oh, hey, I'm deaf. The cashier apologized profusely, and the old man looked at her in disgust, while I did the brave thing and left to bring shopping carts back into the store. Sleeping over my friend's house in the seventh grade, I was trying to sleep on the floor. However, his parents decided to have very loud, wall-rattling fun times. I laid there trying to fall asleep for about 15 minutes when a loud shriek hinted that it was over. I kind of laughed a little and my friend, who I thought was sleeping, just says, I am so sorry. We awkwardly laughed about it, then went to bed. Three women in a kitchen, one is pretty overweight and recently miscarried. I knew the third person didn't and started asking questions about how the pregnancy was coming along. I'm peeling carrots, just dying inside. The overweight woman who miscarried informed the woman that she lost the baby a month ago. I'm a coward and just pretended to focus on the carrots. Horrible. This was my freshman year of college in 2006. One of my gen ed class requirements was a minority studies class and the only one left was women's studies. I figured it would be a perfectly okay class and it honestly was. The problem was this guy in the class named Carter. Carter was the precursor to the modern day ladies, I must apologize for my gender, look at me, I'm such a good ally to women, guy, and every time he raised his hand, you could see a lot of people in the room cringe. He had said something dumb and the professor had moved on to a new topic when he raised his hand again. He then said, I just want to apologize for what my gender does to women. I feel like everyone in the class was staring a hole through their desks because of how utterly embarrassing this guy was. The professor said, uh, okay, if that's all you wanted to say, let's move on. And oh lord, does thinking about that still make me cringe. Oh boy, I've got one. An integral part of my architecture education were what we call critiques or juries. Basically, you'd present your work in front of a group of your classmates and professors, to which questions could be asked and suggestions be offered. It was an incredibly valuable part of our education as getting and offering feedback really encouraged more critical thought about what we were doing. Unfortunately, it also meant that if you produced crappy work, you'd get torn to pieces. Anyway, come our final jury presentations for the semester, this one guy pins up his presentation materials and physical model and gives his presentation. It was bad. Seriously bad. 
Aside from only taking up a quarter of his allotted time, it looked like his presentation materials were half-finished, after a night of fervent scrambling to get the work done. There wasn't enough to even start to ask questions or give suggestions to him. So everyone trying to think of at least something productive to say kept completely silent. It was probably only 15 seconds, but it was absolutely the most awkward silence of my life. Eventually, one of the professors spoke up and said something along the lines of, If this is the kind of work you think is acceptable, you probably shouldn't look at continuing this program. To which the guy just replied, Sorry, and walked out. He didn't show up the next year. So yeah, I've never felt as awkward even in situations where I'm the subject of the awkwardness. Probably not that bad in the grand scheme of things, but it's been going on for months now. My friend will just blurt out guesses to questions in my physical chemistry class. She sits in the front row, and before anyone has a chance to answer if they actually know, she will just randomly guess. Over and over again. It's so awkward because she's almost always wrong, and the teacher asks her to explain, and she doesn't ever have a good reason for what she said. Watching pallbearers lose control of the coffin they were carrying down a steep set of granite church steps after the funeral was over. An ice or sleet storm took place during the funeral service, so the steps were slick. Several pallbearers went down as the coffin landed on the granite steps and slid the rest of the way down to the sidewalk below. Fortunately, the lid didn't open, but we all felt badly for them as the look on their faces showed they were mortified. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.